The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning, hoop ballers, and welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls. DFS today. This is your Thursday, April 29th edition. I am your host, Santino Cacone, and I'll be running this one solo for you. Uh, Usually it's myself and Mike on, uh, but Mike is feeling under the weather today, uh, so I'll be running this one solo. We're going to Popovich term him DNP old, uh, just for the the jokes out there. Um, But yeah, he should be back in a couple days, but he wasn't feeling good, so I'm going to be running this one by myself. Now, we only have a six-game slate here, so not too much. I think we could run through this one really quickly. I'll break, uh, just throw out the names, why, and uh, get you guys on back onto your day. Uh, but before we get into everything, I do want to give a shout-out to our guys over at my bookie, simply the best sports book around. I use it all the time. It has any bet that you can think of sports-wise, and it has a fully-fledged casino platform uh, with actual live dealers in an actual casino uh, with people there as well. Anything you you want uh, for your casino experience, and if you want to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000, simply put the promo code HOOPBALL. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L when you are signing up and you get that halfway, uh, your your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. <clears> All right, guys, like I mentioned, we have a six-game slate here. The first two games start at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The next two start at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and the last two start at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, kind of cool that I, I don't know. I can't remember Every slate, but this might this is the first time I can can remember six games and two start uh, at the same time every hour, uh, <clears throat> and we don't have a late game, which is cool too. Uh, we have four spreads for you and a few injury reports, <clears throat> but let's jump right into this first one. The first one on the docket is the Dallas Mavericks at the Detroit Pistons. Uh, neither team is on the on either end of a back-to-back, and this is the one that we don't have a spread for. Interestingly enough, both 7 o'clock games we do not have spread fours. Uh, spreads for. I said spread fours. Uh, but this is a massive injury report in this game. We have on the Dallas side, Luka, Dorian Finney-Smith, Porzingis, J.J. Redick, Josh Richardson, all questionable. Uh, Maxi Kleba is available, and Tyrell Terry is out. On the Pistons side, Wayne Ellington, Jeremy Grant, Corey Joseph, Ronnie Magruder, Mason Plumley, Dennis Smith Jr., all out. Uh, yes, a lot to take in there. Um, and starting with the Dallas, uh, the Mavs, they are the away team. It's kind of hard to gauge exactly who to like on this side of the ball doing this one early because we have... So many people questionable. Uh, one, two, three, four starters in their four regular starters are questionable. Uh, and then Redick. 
they've been questionable the last few games. Porzingis and Richardson have both missed those games. Luca, Finney Smith have played. Uh, JJ Redick also missed. So, judging by that, maybe we we see something similar, but you never know. So, <clears throat> um, if Luca does play and it's just him, he's in play. But there are quite a few options over 5K. Even on a six-game slate, we have six options over 10K uh, or five options over 10K. So he's not one that I'm specifically targeting of that. Um, But DFS would be a guy that I'm targeting. If Porzingis misses, again, I like him better as a power forward when he's playing those minutes, and he's still going to play some minutes at small forward as well. Uh, but his game translates better as a small ball uh, four, and he'll fit right in in this matchup with so many people resting, especially Grant. Uh, He's been bringing back a lot of value lately. Three straight games over 30 DraftKings points, and the one before that nearly 23, so he's hitting and exceeding value. I would expect him to do so again, assuming he plays one and Porzingis sits. Um, If Josh Richardson misses once again, Trey Burke has been getting the starts. Uh, and getting nearly 29 minutes a, a game, 29 and a half minutes a game the last two games. Uh, only 3,100. He's a guy that you can definitely look at again. He should bring back value, assuming Josh Richardson misses again. Uh, if Richardson plays, I'm not going to be looking at Trey Burke. That just saps all his minutes right there. Uh, if Lucas somehow sits, Jalen Brunson becomes a guy that you can definitely look at as well as as Burke, but uh, Brunson for only forty five hundred, really good play there. Uh, <laughs> and then the rest is just dependent, kind of. Uh, so that's where I'm looking right now, and then the rest really depends on who's in and who's out. Um, if Porzingis plays, decent matchup. I don't want to pay that price tag though. If Richardson plays. And everybody else plays. I'm not going to go there. If Luca or, or Perzingis, uh, they both miss, then then I'll I'll give Richardson uh, slightly more look. But I still don't like it too much. <clears throat> but then you you have like the secondary guys like Hardaway Jr. Maybe Cauley Stein. Uh, some guys to look at if the injury or all these questionables turn out to not play. But uh, that's something that we can look at on Discord tomorrow, depending on how. This injury report shakes out. But for now, looking at um, DFS is a guy I like. And Trey Burke, potentially, uh, those are the two guys that I like the most on the Dallas side for their price tags. On the Detroit side, we know that these guys aren't just questionable. A lot of these guys are already ruled out. Everybody on their injury report currently has been ruled out on that big, long list. Uh, So we can go right ahead and look at Isaiah Stewart. He's now 6K. But he's been doing good. Uh, even in the last game, he put near value in 27 minutes as the backup. He should be playing minutes in the 30s. Uh, th- there's not really anybody that should put him in foul trouble unless Porzingis does play and he's he's healthy. But um, 6K, a little bit higher of a price tag than you like, but this guy has some upside and we've seen it. So he's definitely in the player pool. Killian Hayes, now that Corey Joseph's not playing. Um Dennis Smith Jr., they said they don't even know when he's coming back. But Killian Hayes, assume he should be in line for 30-plus minutes in this one. And at only 4,400, you can definitely see value there with some upside. So I really like him in this. Um, And then it's kind of 
wait and see who's actually in the starting lineup. Good thing that they're playing first, so we can know that. But uh, Josh Jackson is not at a super low or super high price that we can. We don't have to fade him. I've been playing a lot of minutes lately. Last two games, he's taken 34 total shots. He only hit four in the the game, the last game, but that that amount of shot attempts against this Dallas defense, that's that's pretty solid. And there's not any many people for him to contend with uh, for getting those shots up. I expect him to start, and I don't mind him putting in my player pool because of that. But another guy like Diallo, if he happens to start, he hasn't been seeing the minutes lately, so I want to see him in the starting lineup. Uh, so maybe he gets more than 21 minutes, maybe he gets up to 25, 27, and that will make me really like him at 3,600. Frank Jackson, if he's starting, again, there's a lot of people out, so he's a guy we can look at again at 3,500. And those two are the, the guys that I'm looking at mainly for how the lineup shakes out, Diallo and, and Frank Jackson. If Tyler Cook somehow finds himself in the starting lineup, don't love it, but we've seen uh, him get 30 minutes not too long ago. And if he's in the starting lineup, I would assume 23 minutes at least. And at 3,100, he's a guy that we can uh, bargain bin dumpster dive at. So is um, Sequoy, but I, I, I'm not in love with him either. Uh, the two guys that I, I like, Hayes and Stewart, no matter what. Jackson's in my player pool. And then Diallo and Frank, or I should say, Josh Jackson's in my player pool. And Diallo and Frank Jackson, I'm waiting to see if they're getting that starting lineup knob. <clears throat> All right, we'll jump on to the next game. Is the Brooklyn Nets at the Indiana Pacers? Again, this one starts at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and this is the other game that we do not have a spread for. Uh, we do have an injury report. Uh, the Nets are also on the front end of a back-to-back. On the injury report for the Nets, we have Bruce Brown, Chris Giozzo, Nick Claxton, Spencer Dinwiddie, James Harden, all out, and Elise Johnson as questionable. For the Pacers, we have Sabonis, Turner, Warren out, Jeremy Lamb, and Goga as questionable. <clears throat> we'll start with the Nets. They are the away team. Uh, for the Nets, I'm looking at <clears throat> Kate, the, the front court in this one. Uh, with everybody out on the Pacers front court, for the most part, I think we can look there and, and attack it. Uh, Kevin Durant, 8500 still getting a nice discount there. He didn't crush value in the last game, but he still brought back value uh, slightly in 33 minutes, and he took seven shots. This guy brought this guy put up 45 fantasy points on seven shots, and it was uh, he hasn't been back from it, his injury for too long. So uh, that was the second game back after missing a week. This this guy is just unbelievable, uh, and it didn't look like the, the minutes limit was there. I know they lifted it. And, and raised it, but 33 minutes, that's not really a minutes limit. And against this front court, he can, again, eat. And I, I don't expect him to only take seven shots, but he's just super efficient. So 8,500, love that price tag for him. Uh, the other two guys, Jeff Green, Blake Griffin, 49 and four, or 48 and 4,900, respectively. I lean towards Blake Griffin for the upside, but Jeff Green is solid, too, and uh, he should draw the start. DeAndre Jordan, now that Kevin Durant's back, is kind of pushed to the side. <clears throat> but um, Blake Griffin's been playing really well. He's put up over 30 points in the last two, uh, hitting value, and he's under 20 or he's under 5K. So value seems very likely for him, even if he's playing limited minutes. And likewise, Jeff Green. Um, 
This front court is not intimidating right now, especially if Goga misses again. I mean, they're missing their two starters and their primary backup. So that's where I want to attack the most and put my my fantasy stock in. Um, And Green, Griffin, and Durant. On the other side of the ball, so we don't have the starting front court. So I'm looking at uh, if he plays again. I keep saying this. He hasn't played lately, but Goga, if he's ready to play and ready to play a full complement of minutes, at 4K, I really like this guy. He's very talented. Uh, we can attack this Nets front court, especially knowing that they play smaller with Jeff Green and uh, Blake Griffin as their primary centers right now. So we can definitely do that. But he's missed the last couple, so we can't count on him to play. And if that happens, O'Shea Brissett has been playing really well. At 5,300, he has both power forward and center eligibility. So we get that. Um, we get him. We get to be able to play him at a couple positions, which is nice there. Uh, and he can. He'll ha- he'll be guarding Kevin Durant most likely for a lot of this. Um, so hopefully he doesn't get into foul trouble. But 5,300 is not a crazy price tag for what he's shown, and he's going to play a lot of center minutes as well. <clears throat> and Jakar Sampson at 3,900. As much as I don't want to play him, uh, he might get the start at center again. And it's another guy you, if you're digging in the in the uh, bargain bin you can give a look at he's not he won't be my preferred play under 4k but he's just another guy uh, to throw in there and then Karis Levert 8k going up against the team that traded him recently uh, the trade kind of saved his life because they found out about <clears throat> the <laughs> the stuff that was going on in him so both a blessing and uh, the revenge game narrative only 8k Matchup is very good. Not really anybody that too good at checking him on the wing. Um, so that's where I'm going to go. I, I think he wants to show up his old team as much as he can. The last time he played Brooklyn, he dropped uh, 19 points, and he only shot 6 of 16. I expect a lot better this time. Now he's the number one, number two option with Malcolm Brogdon, and they are home, so I, I like it a little bit. Uh, and I'll be willing to pay 8K. 9K for Brogdon is too expensive in my eyes. I don't think he's a terrible play, but I'd rather just save that 1K, go after uh, Karis LeVert against his old team. All right, the third game of the night is the Milwaukee Bucks at the Houston Rockets. Uh, we This one starts at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we have a spread. The Bucks are 12-point road favorites, so if they were home probably looking at 19 19 points 17 to 19 points which is insane uh the over under in this one is 233 and a half on the injury report uh for the oh yeah okay uh, i thought that's what it was said on the injury report for the rockets we have dj augustine sterling brown dante exum eric gordon David Nwaba, John Wall all out, and Avery Bradley and Daniel House as questionable. On the Bucks, we have just Giannis and DiVincenzo as probable. <clears throat> Start with the Bucks. They are the away team, uh, and Giannis is in play for me. I know the spread is huge. Uh, that's the thing that gives me some pause with him, but if this game stays within 10 points entering the fourth quarter, Giannis is just going to heat. Everybody eats against the Rockets, and Giannis will be no different. I 
feel comfortable paying up this price for this price, uh, paying up for him here. Um, it's just, you know, that the high price tag, uh, if you're nervous about a blowout, there are other options, but he should be somewhat safe. I don't want to say too safe, but, uh, he, he, this is a fantastic matchup for him. I also like Bobby Portis, even if it's not a blowout, I think he's going to play a decent amount of minutes, and he's a permanent, very good permanent player. Uh, and this is one of the best matchups that you can get. And Drew Holiday, I like Drew Holiday a little bit more than Giannis uh, for the price, the dollars that you can save on this. I also think it's a fantastic matchup. Uh, and if you're nervous about the blowout, massive blowout factor, you get the discount and you still get one of the top guys on the team uh, going against a total that currently is uh, the second highest total of the night. <clears throat> well, that's it for the, the buck side. It's just how comfortable are you with this game staying within 10, 10 or so points? Uh, I like Drew Holiday regardless, but Giannis, the 11 is going to scare some people off, and uh, he's not bad to take some GPPs. Chances on with that cash, maybe not so much just because it could be a blowout, but GPPs, you expect some other people to say, oh, he's not going to play 30 minutes. Uh, and if you're the one who does it and he does play 30 minutes, you know he's going to put up numbers against this team. On the other side of the ball, I think the three guys at the top are the three guys that I'd be looking at. Uh, Christian Wood, solid matchup for him. Uh, this guy put up back-to-back games of 50 points. And he's only at 8,200. He only got 200 more since the last 57-point game where he really did well. Uh, he's starting to come back together. And he's starting to look healthy again. And he's played 37 and 38 minutes the last two games. Uh, two before that, 30 and 32. And then the one before that, 40. So he's seeing a lot of minutes lately. And that's good. Uh, he's taking a lot of shots. He's looking a little bit healthier, grabbing a ton of rebounds the last two games. And if that continues, we can look for him to bring back some value again. Kevin Porter Jr. really disappointed in that first, in that first game back without John Wall uh, in the first game back for him. After missing a week due to health and safety protocols, he only shot 2 of 12, 2 of 8 from three-point line. Well, you got to figure he's going to shoot a little bit better in this one. Uh, he is the main point guard with no John Wall there anymore. And, yeah, he still played 35 minutes, 7K. I'm willing to throw that out there again. Probably have a lot of Drew Holiday on him, but uh, this could also be a lot of garbage time points. And Kelly O at 6'9". I didn't think I would be going here, but this guy, three straight games to uh, over 47 fantasy points, and and good teams, Clippers, Nuggets, uh, are two of them. And... Right there, he's he's not a guy I'm going to gravitate towards to a lot. I think we have better options there, but um, if I fall there, I'm not going to be upset about it. This guy is playing very well right now, and he looks to be trying to get a hefty contract uh, when his contract's up, <clears throat> the way he's playing on Houston. But that's it for the for the Rockets side of the ball. I can't really trust too, too many guys on a team the, the worst team in the league statistically and and not statistically i was just trying to be nice there for a second um let's jump on over to the next game at 8 p.m eastern standard time this is the golden state warriors at 
the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Wolves have a three-game win streak going. Woo. Uh, this one has the highest total of the night of the four that we have at 235, and the Warriors are four-point road favorites. Uh, I forgot to mention, actually, the Bucks are on the front end of a back-to-back. Um, but we'll go to the injury report. The Warriors have James Wiseman, Clay Thompson, Eric Pascal, and Damian Lee all out, and Kelly Oubre Jr. as doubtful. The Wolves just have Malik Beasley as out. We'll start with the Warriors. Um, and Steph is someone that's on the border of my player pool. I mean, as I mentioned, all these guys over 10K obviously are never bad plays. It's just differentiating which ones you want to attack on. Uh, I'll have some shares of Giannis as in, in GPPs. Steph will be more cash for me. I feel a lot more comfortable with him uh, to be able to put up points and this game to stay closer because the Wolves are home uh, and they've been playing a little bit better. Uh, the Rockets are also home, but they are also the Rockets. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I feel a little bit more comfortable on the safe end that Steph's going to play over 33 or so minutes. And I don't mind the 10-3 price tag in this, what looks to be a very good matchup. Outside of Steph, I'm looking at some value guys in uh, Juan Toscano-Anderson. If Kelly Oubre is not going to play, that opens up a lot of minutes. Uh, they don't have another backup forward, backup center type guy. And Toscano-Anderson already is kind of the, maybe he doesn't always play center. They'll push Draymond Green out there, but uh, if someone comes in in the front court, it's going to be him. So he's going to pick up extra minutes there. And Kent Bazemore looks to slide back into his starting role, uh, even if Ubre plays. And now with Ubre not playing, that just gets extra minutes for him as well. And at 3900 and 4100 for him and Toscano Anderson, respectively, I like both their price tags. I would go Bazemore first. Uh, and especially since you get that $200 discount, and he probably will start. Uh, but both of them are in my player pool, and I think, though, they are in very good matchups and uh, some of the better value plays of the night. And on the Wolves side of the ball, we have a couple people. Um, or Well, not a couple people. One person that i gravitating towards the most, and that is D'Angelo Russell at 6,700. He has been playing minutes near the 30s, 31, 31, 29, 29, the last four, uh, putting up very good value. Um, he had a 53-pointer in the one in the last five and, and one over 40. It's a good matchup, revenge game. He got tra- He was on the Warriors last year, got traded from them. Uh, something that I like, he would be my top guy to play on this team. I don't mind Anthony Edwards, but I'm, I'd rather just go uh, D'Angelo Russell. Towns is another guy over 10K that you can potentially look at, uh, especially since this team has really nobody in the front court. They have Looney, Draymond Green, and Toscano Anderson is is pretty much their front court here. Uh, but I do feel a little bit safer with Steph, and if I'm going to pay up and feel uh, take that chance, I like Giannis and a guy late tonight. So he's... Not a bad play for me, but I I won't have much exposure to him just because of all the other options that we have over 10K. The guy I'm looking at, like I said, is Russell, and uh, that's probably it. Maybe I'll take some stabs at Nas Reed uh, in in GPPs, but 
um, sticking mostly to Russell. In the next game, the first game that starts at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have the New Orleans Pelicans on the second night of a back-to-back against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, for the total, we, we have a 229.5 total, and the Pelicans are 10-point road favorites. On the injury report, we, do, we have nothing for the Pelicans as of yet, but I can tell you that Stephen Adams left the game on Wednesday, and he did not return. So that is definitely something to keep an eye on. And on the Thunder, uh, SGA, Mike Mascala, Gabriel Deck, all not playing in this one, all been ruled out. So we'll go with the Hornets, and on the Hornets side of the, oh, Jesus, the Pelicans. <laughs> uh, and we will talk about the big man in the middle. Uh, Steven Adams left this game, did not return. We've seen the same song and dance multiple times where Steven Adams plays. Steven Adams looks like he's hurt, leaves, doesn't return. Then then it's good to go the next day, and uh, sometimes I just don't understand it. I know he's super tough, but it's very weird how that happens. As of now, I guess logic says he's not going to play, and in that event, I'm looking at the three guys that stand to benefit the most if he doesn't play. Uh, well, not benefit the most, but three guys that are going to be solid value plays if he doesn't play. Jackson Hayes at 3,300, Willie G at 4,100, and James Johnson at 4,300. And I, who, I'm going to want to find out who draws the start, uh, but I think they all bring something to the table that is slightly different, and they all bring something pretty solid to the table as well on top of that. Uh, I think Willie G is the preferred guy to get the start. Uh, he is probably the best permanent guy with, with scoring, rebounding, and pitching in some stocks. And if that's the case, I really like him at 4,100. But they might throw Jackson Hayes in the starter. Uh, and again, he's pretty good when he gets a ton of run, too. And at 3,300, don't mind taking shots at him. Uh, or James Johnson. We know he gets a lot of stocks, gets some rebounds. Uh, and this is a game where they're 10-point road favorites. Uh, and they're not a great team. They're not even in the playoffs. So it says a lot about the Thunder. I want to take some shots at Hernan Gomez the most, but if you want to separate yourself from the pack early in the night because we probably won't have the starting lineup before initial lock, you can take some chances on the other two as well. Outside of that, don't hate having some Lonzo exposure at 6,800. Don't know how much I'll go there, uh, but very good matchup. And he can drain some threes in this one. Uh, but I also like Najee Marshall at 4,600. He was teetering in the mid-fives a couple games ago. And his minutes dwindled to, uh, on Wednesday, but he was still playing nearly 30 in, in three of the last four before this. Good matchup. If they run up the score, he could play a little bit more. Uh, I think we'll see some shots. And I just think, the price tag now that we have a thousand less and he's more in the value type range instead of higher value. That's a good solid price tag to me. Probably going to leave the big guys alone uh, since we have so many other guys that you can pay for. But uh, that's where I'll be standing on with the Pelican side of the ball. On the Thunder side of the ball, I'm looking at two two other bigger guys. Uh, Darius Baisley, 6,300. Going to be matched up with Zion a lot, uh, but he does take a lot of threes. 
And if he hits a few, I think he can see some value. He's been seeing double shot, double digit shot attempts uh, since he's returned. Pretty much all month. Good. That's good for him. And he's been scoring a lot lately. Four of the last five games, he scored over 21, um, not fantasy points, 21 actual points. He's grabbing some rebounds. If he pitches in a stock or two, it only makes his line better. We know he takes a lot of threes. So um, I think, I don't think the upside is 50 point potential, but 40 ish with a floor of 27, 30, uh, hitting near value. I, I, that's why I like him. I think he's uh, pretty safe, especially in this matchup, in a fast paced matchup that the Pelicans let. People shoot a lot of threes in. <clears throat> and I like Isaiah Roby. Uh, he's been playing a lot of minutes. He's been stealing a lot of Moses Brown's, mi- Moses Brown's minutes. Uh, he's playing power forward and center as the backup. And we know that Steven Adams might not play, so we might have a bunch of mishmash, however you call it, uh, at the center position for the Pelicans. And if he's going to play near 30 minutes, I think he's going to bring back value here. Uh, he does a little bit of everything, rebounds. Pitches in a couple assists, good good stocks type guy, and, and scores has the ability to score mid to high teens in in points. And at forty seven hundred, that's a solid value play to me uh, that I like. <clears throat> uh, but that's pretty much it on this team. Very hit or miss on who's going to do what each night. But those two guys seem safe to me. Then we're going to go on to our last game of the night. We have the Toronto Raptors at the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets are the other team on the back end of a back-to-back. Uh, for the spread, we have the Nuggets are six-point home favorites, and we have a 223.5 over-under on the injury report. The Nuggets have nobody on their injury report because they play on Wednesday. Um, Will Barton, Monte Morris, Jamal Murray all missed the last game. Murray's definitely not returning. Uh, Morris and Will Barton are probably de- more doubtful than probable. But on the Raptors, we have Boucher, Gary Trent, Paul Watson all out, Jalen Harris as probable. Let's start with the Raptors. They are the away team. And uh, I'm going to stay away from the the guys, top three big guys. Uh, I saw what Fred Van Vliet said. He said he'd been, he's hurt. He's playing through it, giving everything he got. But he just hasn't looked himself he had that one big game against the, the Knicks um, earlier la- early late last week but outside of that he's not shooting great at all uh, one one game outside of that Knicks game in the last uh, seven days out of one game in the last four games over 38 percent shooting so he's just off the injury looks bad. Uh, they may he might be a late scratch him or even Kyle Lowry if they start losing. Another two games back from the ten seed now. The Wizards are hot, um, so definitely keep an eye on that. But I think OG he's playing hot, good matchup. Whether he's playing small forward or power forward, uh, Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr. not the greatest of defenders. I think OG can keep it up six eight. Little getting a little hefty of the price tag, but he's been bringing back value there, so he will be in my player pool. And Malachi Flynn, uh, even with Van Vliet and Lowry playing the last couple games, seen minutes over the 20, 20 mark again, and he's been bringing back value. 
Uh, getting to the free throw line, he's 12 of 12 at the free throw line in the last two games. Scoring some points, doing what he was doing earlier. And in the event that one of those two guys misses, you can throw him in there uh, even more confidently. And he's only 4K now. But I think he's going to play minutes regardless. And Van Vliet, what he said about his injury in the last one, just throws me off a little bit. So I'm not fully expecting him, even if he does play, to play a full complement of minutes. Uh, Maybe it was just him venting his frustrations. But uh, we'll see what they say pregame about how everybody is looking. And on the Raptor, or not the Raptors, just did the Raptors. On the Nuggets side of the ball, Jokic is another guy over 10K. He's the second highest paid guy or price guy on this slate. Um, he is in play for me again. Again, he really can't say any of these guys are, are bad plays, um, but he would be a little safer than Towns for me in this matchup. Uh, cut only about $800 more. <clears throat> um, and I feel more comfortable with him in the cash game setting than I do with Giannis as well, uh, or even Luka. So I like that there without Porter. We know without Jamal Murray, uh, he's taking a lot of lot, lot of responsibility. I mean, he always has, but uh, his floor seems safer uh, than these other guys, and this is a good matchup. Ken Burke's not the tallest of centers, and Boucher's not there. Just the Raptors have had trouble with the center position all year. Uh, Michael Porter Jr., if you want to save some money, being the pretty much number one option now on this team, uh, because Jokic, we know, likes to have other people shoot, uh, Porter Jr. been bringing back value. There's really nothing that's going to stop him from taking at least 16 shots in this one, uh, and that's very good value. He he's t- in the last three games he's taking uh, over thirty threes, thirty two threes in the last three games, thirty two threes. It's nearly eleven threes a game, and that's just threes. So he's getting up his shots, he's getting up his points. Uh, he can still grab some rebounds and pitch in a little here and there on everything else. Value is coming to this guy, and I don't mind paying eight three four because of that. Um, and Campaza, 4,600. We see Dozier. He's getting all the uh, the attention right now, but he's now 5,600. I don't really want to pay 5,600 for him. I think we have some other guys. I won't hate it, but there are some value plays out there. Uh, but Campaza for $1,000 less. Yeah, he's not going to take as many shots, but he is being a much better floor general than uh, Jamal Murray was, and that's kind of sapping Jokic a little bit, but um, this guy's playing really well, and at 4,600, he's another value play that I can get behind uh, in this type of environment as well. All right, guys, that does it for the show. Before we go, I'll throw out a couple of my favorite plays in each tier. Um, we will start with the high price guy first, and of the guys over 8K... I think the the guy that I'm gravitating towards the most is Kevin Durant at 8,500 against the Pacers who have no front court. It's just, there's not really anybody that can check them and you're getting a big discount comparatively to these other guys that are all uh, six or five guys over 10 K. We save some money. Maybe we can get a 10 gig 
10K guy and Kevin Durant, uh, but KD seems very, very good play for me. <clears throat> In the mid-tier, we have quite a few options. Um, but I'm actually going to switch things up a little bit here and go straight to that value play. Everybody loves their value plays, uh, and I will throw one out there. And I'm going to go with a guy under 4K, uh, Kent Bazemore, 3,900. He missed the last few games, but if he's ready to go here, 3,900 against Minnesota. No, most likely no. Um, Kelly Oubre Jr. should see 35 minutes or so. I really like that. Uh, there's are, are some a lot of other guys. Some of them are injury-related, like Willie G, uh, Malachi Flynn. There's a lot of guys over there, but I was trying to go under the 4K mark for that cheap value play. And in the mid-tier range, I'll I'll go straight mid-tier, 627000 on this one. Uh, I like uh, Isaiah Stewart. Dallas doesn't really have an intimidating front court presence, and Porzingis might not be there as well. We already know Mason Plumley is sitting this one out. He should get all the run he can handle. It is hefty, and people are going to see 6K and probably not want to go there. Uh, but I think he's super safe in this, uh, and I will be going there as well. I think 6K is still underpriced for what he can be. All right, guys, that does it for today's episode of DFS Today. Thank you for joining us, and catch us again tomorrow. We should have Dave. We should have Will. On Friday, we should have another DFS contest. I believe Mike will be sending that one out. Uh, He was probably going to talk about this now, but he is sick. But, uh, yes, we should be expecting one in the Friday morning. Uh, He'll tweet it out, whatnot. We'll throw it in Discord. But another DFS contest on Friday. All right. Thank you guys for listening and catch you again tomorrow. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.